This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, uh, just so you know, this is part two of a question that we dealt with last time. And I'm gonna just give you the question that we dealt with last time and then lead into today's question. You ready, Michael? Yes. All right. So last week, the, the question was, my adult son told me that he's gay and in a relationship and how do I respond? Today, we're taking the second part of that, which is how do I handle the person who is coming to my house who is in the relationship with my son? Whew. So live that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shared a little bit with the listeners last time mm-hmm. um, and with you uh, about my aunt who was in, uh, has went through the divorce, uh, divorced her husband after 20 years and a family reunion. She wants to bring her wife to the family reunion. Yep. And uh, my grandfather, her dad and her mom um, basically said, hey, we love you. We want you to be here. But this is the first year that you've gone through the divorce. And we're going to ask you this year not to bring your mm-hmm. spouse. And we would ask that you would respectfully honor our request. Yep. And she did. That's great. Um, it, yeah. Hmm. I, I, here, here's a, let me give vocabulary yeah. maybe to mom or dad. Just who, so we're all clear. This situation with is adults that are in their forties. Yep. We're talking about sons and daughters that are in their twenties. Yep. Or younger. 30, yeah. So if you, again, as a parent, like have this script for your son or daughter, they're going to be like this. And, and part of the Christian parent script is they're going to be heterosexual, just laid out. In fact, for most people, that is the script for their son or daughter. Mm-hmm. And they bring home this other person. Here's what you're going to be tempted to think. This this person is leading my son or daughter astray. Yeah. By and large, that's actually not the issue. No. Uh, your son or daughter has made a decision. Yes. And it it might be that your son or daughter is leading that person astray. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's never quite that quite that simple. But here's what I can say: I, I have never met somebody who's dating somebody who's like, "I'm going to lead them astray." You know, like that's not <laughs> typically yeah. how how people perceive. And so, in their brains, they're both have legitimate attractions that are good, and they're doing what is natural and good, applauded and celebrated by their culture and their subcultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have, for the most part, eradicated anybody who disagrees with them from their life and their circles, minus maybe some family members, right? So they're doing what is normal. And so when they're doing what they believe is normal and they come into your home and you say, we don't even know if you should come into our house, they're thinking, what's wrong with you? Yes. So I think just to understand that you're not dealing typically with a malicious, terrible human being. You're dealing with somebody who's doing something that they believe is normal and good and right and natural. And so I think partially understanding someone's intentions can really help just calm mm-hmm. everything down. Yes. Uh, and so you, your your son or daughter may not be living up to your script. By the way, they rarely ever do anyways, <laughs> you know? And so that's that's okay, you know? As a parent, we yeah. can laugh about that. And, we can, you at know? Times. At times. And, you know, other times it's infuriating. We're, yeah, yeah, we're infuriating. We're crying over them. So I think to understand— a couple of things to understand. Number one, what they're doing, they think is good. Now, let's say they're a Christian. If they're a Christian, they've already justified it theologically. Okay, mm-hmm. so they don't believe they're actually violating God's word. Yes. They believe God is applauding this. In fact, you're the infidel. You're the bad person because you're in disagreement against God. Yeah, now, yeah. Even though you could probably like literally read a, like 
you could just clean the floor with him theologically. They don't know that. They've only ever probably, for the most part, heard their the, the view that supports mm-hmm. their view. And um, so to understand that when they come into your home, that they're humans who believe they're doing something good and natural, and they're not here to ruin your life or to make your life terrible. By and large, that's the case. That being said, you have to live with your own conscience and with what you believe the Lord is asking you to do. And uh, maybe the best way to answer this, Tim, would be for you and I just to say, okay, what would we do and what would we not do personally if yeah. our son came home with with a boyfriend? I'll just put out some scenarios sure. out and then you and I can say yes, no, maybe right. so. Scenario number one, would you go out to eat dinner with them? I would probably at least do something social like dinner mm-hmm. to get to know them as a person. Where are they? Where are they coming from? Where is their story? What is their theological understanding of the gospel and of scripture? Call me liberal. Call me gracious. I, I you know, <laughs> I would probably go out <laughs> to dinner with them. Okay, good. I'd go out to dinner with them too. Would you go out to dinner every Friday night, couple and couple, spending time getting getting to know your son and his boyfriend, knowing this isn't changing, knowing they're yeah. malicious, their intentions aren't bad, they believe what they're doing is good and celebrated by God and culture. Let's even say they're not Christians. Let's go that yeah, direction yeah. for a moment. Yeah. He says, hey, every Friday night, we'd love to get together with you. We know you don't agree, but they're going to rise above um, the small-mindedness of those who ostracize family who don't agree. So let, let's just say they're willing to do that. They say, we want to just get together with you every Friday night. We don't want to talk politics. We don't want to talk sexuality. We just want to, I want to be your son. I want mm-hmm. to be in a relationship with you. And I want you to know what's valuable to me. Yes. Yes, I would. Yep, I probably would I too. would. And to put it in a context, to win someone to Christ, to win someone to what scripture says, there is a great sense that you have to win them to you as a person. They mm-hmm. have to know that you are going to listen to them, that you can be trusted, mm-hmm. that they can share with you. Before they will accept your Jesus, they want to know, do you accept me as a person, even in something that we disagree with? Yep. And they may accept Jesus before they accept Jesus' theology. That's that's a whole other category. And they may accept Jesus' theology before they conform their lives to it. That's even a different category. So, all right, we're going to keep stepping this up. They uh, are dating, and uh, but they're going to sleep in different bedrooms because they respect your— uh, no sex outside of marriage, right? Okay. In, in your home. Forget about the homosexuality okay. part. Your son is going to sleep in one room and then his boyfriend is going to sleep in another room. Is that okay? It depends. It depends on what the circumstances are. But I it's would, not a flat no automatically. Yeah, it wouldn't be a flat no. Yep. It would depend. It would be depending on circumstances. Why are they staying at my house or yep. want to stay at my house? Okay. Uh, next question would be, so far, I agree with you. Okay. I'd probably do that, I guess. So the next question would be, they're not Christians. They don't have any sexual limitations, and they want to sleep in the same bedroom. Definitively, no. Okay. And I would have the same position is if my son was heterosexual, brought his girlfriend home to our house, to my house, and wanted to sleep in the same bedroom yep. with her before they were married. The answer is no. No, that's not going to happen under my roof. What if they got mad at you and said, uh, how dare you impose your Christian uh, beliefs on me? What would you say? I would say, realize this is my home. Mm -hmm. And you grew up with an understanding of my biblical positions on sex outside of marriage. 
why would you then throw that back at me mm-hmm. and demand that I change a position that I held for the entire time that you were living with us yeah. under our roof? It's like uh, inviting a Jew to your house and saying, eat this pork. Yeah. How dare you not honor my food that I'm – you understand that there are convictions that prevent yeah. people from doing things. I do think – I've got more questions, by the way, but um, – <laughs> I'm but, expecting you would. Yeah, they're going to get more and more difficult. But to understand that – as a Christian, one of my core convictions is I am accountable for what happens inside of my house. Yes. And my greater accountability to you, my son, and to make you happy is to my God. Yes. Which is why as parents, we do hard things all the time that our kids don't like. Absolutely. We make hard decisions that they don't like all the time for them. Right. Especially if you're son or daughter, if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, just understand that by and large, if your parents make up rules, uh, it has very little to do with punishing you and it has to do with what they sense, whether they can give vocabulary to it or not, is a higher accountability. Yes. All right. Next question. Your son is getting married. And they ask you to come to the wedding. It's a homosexual wedding. Do you go? No. It would break my heart to say no, but no. Right. There's been a bigger um, question about this in a bunch of my circles of friends is like, would you go? And the question is, can you go to a wedding and not communicate celebration? That's exactly where I would go. Because as I would go to this wedding— my presence would be affirming and celebrating their yep. union. Yep. And I can't do that. All right. So um, they've been married, but they still want to have a relationship with you because they're, they're the rare breed. They honor and respect your convictions and they know deep down you love them, but you love God more. Let's say they are, they get it. They're not happy about it. They're mm-hmm. hurt by it. There's no questions, but they've not cut you out of their life. They come into town, they're legally married and they want to sleep in the same bedroom. Do you let them do it? No. Just because it's legal according to the law of our lands, yep. it doesn't make it legal or right or righteous in the in the biblical higher standard. Yep. And I think what our listeners probably intuitively know at this point is that very few people who are in the LGBT community are going to put up with these each of these questions. Yeah. The deeper we got into the questions, the harder they got, the more mm-hmm. personal they are. Very few people, in fact, I've never, ever, 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 I know they're out there, but I've never heard of somebody still having a relationship with their conservative Christian parents and respecting where they're at and why they are there. I've just never seen it. Right, because they know that there's incongruity with what their parents say and what they're living. Absolutely. And that's why this is just so hard. But here's the deal. For the parents' perspective, the person they're dating, engaged to, or married legally is not the enemy. No. And you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind that they are not the enemy. Yep. One of the things that like drives me nuts about the whole conversation is that a lot of times as a Christian, you feel like there are things you're not allowed to say, like you're not allowed to offend, like mm-hmm. if you talk about mm-hmm. your politics or whatever else. But the non-Christian world can say anything they want. Oh, we yeah. just have to put up with it. And, and, and unfortunately, they, they, well, fortunately, yeah. we're held to a higher standard. Right. Our job is not to provoke. Our job is not to just poke at things. And... Here's a good word of advice. Actually, this came from our producer. Stop talking about politics because by and large, all you're doing is creating more hostility. Yeah. So here's what I would expect. I would expect that, by the way, if I have um, a son uh, who is dating, engaged, married to another man, my expectation is that they live in a culture and subculture that is isolated from conservative ideas politically and otherwise. Uh, They feel the freedom wherever they go to say what would be in conservative circles, incendiary things, Mm -hmm. although their motivations are not incendiary. This is just what they do. Yeah. 
And so one of the things that conservative Christian parents need to be prepared for is they will likely things say things that you will self-perceive as incendiary. And yeah. maybe, maybe their intentions are that. Okay, it doesn't matter. I'm still responsible to control myself. Yes. And so if they ask me a question about what I believe politically or what I believe theologically, I'll 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 bite, you know. But I'm going to do it patiently mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it in a way that is much more, I would just say, objective rather than emotional. And uh, I'm going to avoid incendiary language because I do have a higher accountability and uh, I do, you know what, they may in good con- they may in good conscience be able to be incendiary and they actually may see it as fighting for their civil rights. Like, oh, I- yeah. I'm offending you yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Okay. I'm not that easily offendable. Consider me unoffendable. <laughs> and I'm not going to respond in anger or irritation. And I'll just say, interesting. And here's the greatest thing. You said this. I forget if it was this podcast or the last one. I think it was the last one, but it was genius. And I want to dig deeper into it too. Ask questions. Ask questions. Be the most curious person in the world. Yeah. Don't have a single agenda. Don't have any intention of sharing anything you think and feel unless they ask. Just literally invest your brain into understanding their why and their process. Yes. yes. How they got there and just empathizing and and understanding it and, and, and not rolling your eyes or disagreeing. Like they already know you disagree, but just be the most curious person yeah. ever. And that has this profound ability to just tear down unbelievable walls. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I've been with many people who um, I just disagree thoroughly with and they don't have a clue what I think and I just listen and I ask yep. tons of if questions. Ask questions, let them talk, Why? let them share. Why, Why would you think that? Why do you yeah. think that? Where did that come from? Yeah. Where did you first learn that from? Or yeah. You know, there's a million questions that you can say in a way that's like not mm-hmm. why is a great question or when or how. I just, yeah. it's, you'll, you'll, you'll have the right words in the right moment. But And, you know, I would say to the parent that has blown it because as parents, we have blown it with our kids. We've lost our temper Speak with for them. yourself, Tim Chen. <laughs> but every parent has. Yep. You know, every parent has made a mistake with their kids and, and lost their temper or come across too harsh. When you do, as a parent, the best thing you can do is apologize. Go back Absolutely. and say, you know what? The way I responded was not right. Would you forgive me? Yep. Can I give an analogy that maybe might help parents understand how they're perceived? Because I think when you live in your bubble, you perceive yourself as right. Mm -hmm. The LGBTQ community perceives the conservative Christian like the conservative Christian would view a Nazi, like a legit Nazi. And so they feel permission to incite and to provoke and to poke because that's how derogatory the ideas are to them. And so understanding that when you're in their presence and you're wondering why are they so heated, why are they so upset, that is the way you feel about Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to say, but this is literally becoming the new reality for, for these parents. The way you feel about that is the way they feel about you. Yeah. And so just to understand that like, you know, like this is, this is why if you're going to be smart, if you want to be heard, don't share too much until you're asked. And yeah. you're not going to be asked until you listen mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, right. For a long time. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that was helpful. Well, we tried to be helpful. That's and the goal. I, yeah. Digital, yeah. shareable, and helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, let's get to this baptism question. Yeah, the question that we were going to deal with until these jumped in. Yep. Is there anything wrong with being baptized as an infant? That's going to be a good question. I cannot question. wait. This is, I think this might be one of my favorite ones we've done. <laughs> All right. See you guys soon.